0: Welcome back to Ticketbud Tidbits, where we share tips, advice and insights from event organisers for event organisers. In this podcast, we talk to Kevin Baxter, the organiser of The Big Deal, a pickle festival held in Baltimore. Kevin has spent the last 20 years working in entertainment and marketing. He started out as a marketing manager at the Kahunaville Entertainment Complex, quickly progressing to director of marketing after a hugely successful promotional campaign. Kevin went on to start his own events and promotions company, working with artists such as Flowrider, DMX and Method Man to produce large-scale concerts and nightlife marketing. Kevin's next project was creating Philadelphia's first cheesesteak festival, which was a huge success selling 27,000 tickets. In 2016, Kevin founded Digital Force Agency based in Philadelphia, a branding agency that specialises in digital marketing. In 2019, Kevin launched his second company, Viral Festivals, which produces the Big Deal brand, an online pickle brand and festival. Kevin uses his festivals to showcase the abilities of his digital agency. In the episode, Kevin talks about creating a brand around something people have a pre-existing affinity for, such as pickles or cheese steaks. His goal is to build an online pickle brand through events, content, and community building. Kevin says, planning started with finding the right partnerships, working with experienced vendors who can help you create a great experience, putting in the legwork to see these people in action before asking them to be involved. Kevin brings in experts for managing event day logistics, starting with choosing a venue with good infrastructure, experience in managing events, and people who know their stuff when it comes to managing a carnival, food trucks, concerts, gate management. Kevin explains why he doesn't want to follow the food sample model that a lot of these festivals do. He talks about strategies for gaining sponsorships and how to turn that no into a yes, even if it means it's for another year. Kevin focuses on creating a community through a big lead-up in awareness and a huge effort in building a social presence and utilising influencers, leaving no stone unturned in terms of promotion, with boots on the ground getting out to lots of local events to do activations to get the word out. Kevin stresses the importance of good communication with all the key players, food trucks, vendors, venue, everyone involved, gaining insights and ideas from everywhere to create the best experience. His strong communication strategy also applies to attendees, so they know exactly what to expect on event day and can maximise their experience. There's all that and more, Kevin shares a lot of learnings, so I hope you enjoy the episode. So hi, Kevin, welcome to the podcast.
1: How are you? It's great to be here.
0: (laughs) It's great to have you. So let's chat a bit about your background working in events and promotion. You have experience marketing large-scale concerts, organizing food festivals, and you've also founded a digital branding agency. Can you tell us a little bit about this?
1: Yeah, when I uh, left uh, University of Delaware, I thought like most people in Delaware, I might go to a bank or something. And I happened to take a job with a place called Kahunaville. Uh, which at the time, is they were like these large entertainment complexes that happened to be one in Delaware. And uh, I kind of learned the ropes there from a guy, Mark Green and David Tuttleman. And it was my first foray into nightlife marketing um, and to use my skills. And it's right also, this was uh, not to date myself, but around 2005, when social media really came on the scene. So I effectively understood the power of that early on and was able to use social media uh, to really drive events. And that's what I kind of became known for. And after Kahunaville, I went on to found my own company that was basically nightlife and event consulting. And we'd throw our own events as well. Uh, And that was using a lot of uh, social media power as it grew and grew. And that's kind of how I got the idea that I wanted to get more into the digital world, digital marketing, digital branding. So I went back to the University of Delaware and uh, studied uh, digital marketing and then um, founded my own company, Digital Force Agency. Uh, We have a location in Philadelphia, Center City, and we help brands, uh, you know, some startups, uh, but other brands excel on the internet. You know, our philosophy is the only thing that matters these days on the internet is attention. So we help build content and campaigns uh, that it's not just posting on social media, but it's posting with a purpose and it's creating, uh, engagement, which is key to anything. And a lot of people don't look at social media the way we do. We create relationships and that's what branding's all about. Uh, so if you look at our communities, we started this big deal community in Maryland, uh, in May, we have 6,000 people on the page. They're all active. Uh, they're very responsive and that's because we know a lot of their names. We talk to them, we create micro content. And that's how we help build these events. Um, And that's kind of what we specialize in. So from there, I'd also uh, did a cheesesteak festival and just really came up with the idea and did the marketing for it. Obviously, in Philadelphia, that was a huge success, 27,000 people. Uh, And that was, uh, I did that as a consultant, just the idea. And that kind of gave me the idea of understanding how food and certain elements could be brands. So you can't necessarily own cheesesteaks or pickles but you can create a brand around them and they already have a binder and infinity. People love pickles. People love cheesesteaks. Um, and that's uh, kind of how we got into this. And we knew, especially with pickles, it's a perfect demo because it's 23 to 35 year old women. Um, but it's also almost like a lifestyle beyond just a food. You know, yeah. so We do merch. We have a mascot. Uh, we do pickle-themed food. So there's so many little fun things that you can do on there. And then with my background, I wanted to uh, infuse more in there. So as you've seen, you know, we have the carnival and we have a lot of different things. So that's kind of our trajectory. We have the two companies, um, but we use the festivals and whatnot to showcase our digital abilities. So when people ask what you do... I like to show them our resume, which is look at our engagement. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, you know, and and this year, you know, we've re- we we have all our numbers. So we reached, you know, we can reach up to a million people with these events through our digital prowess.
0: So when you did the Philadelphia uh, cheesesteak festival, I keep I nearly said cheesecake the other day. I was reading Got that. I was like, hey, I, haven't, I haven't experienced cheesesteak. I know yeah. that Philadelphia is famous for it, but. <laughs> So this was your first food festival. What was the, I mean, the, the short, there would have been big learning experiences from that. What did you take away from it?
1: There was, that? and like I said, I was, I had the idea. I still own the trademark and I had the marketing. I did all the marketing. Um, there were some things with operations that I thought should have been improved. I had never done a food festival before. So it really taught me the amount of people that do come to these things, how passionate they are about them but the side of operations and the things that you have to get right. Uh, So that's been a learning experience and I didn't operate it, but that's why we talked about in the beginning, I put a lot of time and resources into looking at all different things because uh, people do these food festivals all the time. Now they're big, uh, big things, but They do come with crowds. They come with lines. They come with a lot of things that you have to, over and over, you have to vet the right vendors. You know, you have to make sure that they understand how many people are coming, how to feed them. Uh, Traditionally, these things are done as sample fests. I don't like to do that anymore because I think that creates a level of expectation. So if you bought eight sample tickets, you're expecting to get all eight samples. If you only get six, then you might be really disappointed. So we like to really focus on the entertainment and all those other aspects and then allow our vendors to just sell. So if you choose to wait in line or you want to buy something that's on your choice, very much like and where it came to me was going to a Phillies game or an Eagles game. Same thing. There are lines, people waiting these lines, but it's your choice to wait in them. When you pay to sample, you're almost expect, I'm going to get these, and it creates a little bit of disconnect uh, with the people. So that's kind of how we've really thought it out uh, and try to make them uh, as good as possible.
0: Where did the idea for a pickle festival come from? Can you share like the strategy behind creating a festival around a pickle brand? Yeah,
1: I, I can't take credit for it. Um, in Picklesburg, they do the, they do a giant pickle fest. It's called Picklesburg. So yeah. in, in Pennsylvania, we knew about it and um, it's just an awesome event. I think they did 200,000 people this year. It's free. Oh Wow. So we kind of thought, you know, let's, let's look at something similar, but we're not into just copying. So, where ours difference, it's more of a party. That's why we call it the world's largest pickle party. Yeah. Certainly vendors, we have a lot of things, but we have the carnival. We have, you know, awesome bands. Uh, we have a lot of drinking experiences with great partners. So we wanted to take more smaller crowds because Picklesburg's 200,000 people over three days. Yeah. Change more into a model of like 4,000, 5,000 people over one day in a larger space, but then be able to take them from city to city. Yeah. So that's, that's our ultimate plan is to be almost like a traveling pickle tour. And then we'll have certain vendors or that are regional uh, that'll come with it. And it's really great for them because um, the pickle companies, a lot of these people depend on these pickles, they're farmers and yeah. whatnot, and they have family brands. So that's the benefit that we go to them instead of just the one day festival, we really brand them. We really get them known. So yeah. we're trying to eventually turn this when we, become more and more profitable because there's a lot of upfront costs, but we want to link up and do and help farmers and, and make the, the big deal uh, a way that we can have a charity that will help uh, the farmers that are in need because I've heard a lot of their stories and uh, that's something I would really want to be passionate about.
0: Okay. That sounds good. So where do you start with planning, you know, event like this, like what are the key priorities and considerations when you first get going? Yeah, you
1: got to look at, uh, first of all, venue, number one, you know, finding the right venue. That was really important to us. So we're at Power Plant Live, which is part of the live venues and the Cordish Company. They do events all year round. So we felt like they had good infrastructure staff uh, that could understand what it means to bring that many people to an event. They have everything in place. They have the bartender security, all that's in-house and they're used to doing events. So this is, I think, a great plan for us to partner with somebody that does events all year round. So once you find that in the city, the first thing we do is always launch all the social. And we don't sell tickets right away. It's never our model because we spend three months really, really branding and, and letting people know what's the product, what are they buying into? And that's and that, and putting the entertainment together, the elements, uh, me and uh, a guy that works for me, Chris Stansberry, we literally drove down to Maryland every weekend. We went to farmer's markets, fairs, anything we could, and we looked at vendors, but we looked for vendors that could execute lines quickly, that had unique products, and then we go up to them and say, hey, we want you to be a part of this. First year, a lot of people are apprehensive, so there are a lot of people that we just letting come in free, just because we knew that would be good for the guests. So that's a lot of stuff when somebody's buying a ticket they don't get. They always say, like, hey, what am I getting? And I don't think, as an event producer, that's something that's important. They don't understand the hours, the time, the logistics, the everything that was put to ensure that when you come there, it is going to be a great experience. Um, So we have this one guy that made this giant trolley car, and he turned it into a pizza oven on wheels. (laughs) Um, We wanted to do pickle pizza. And we wanted to do our version, which is going to be a bacon pickle pizza. So he said make it and he can get one out every four minutes. So those are the type of partnerships that we like to build. And uh, we're really excited. It's going to look awesome. It's going to feel awesome. Our ultimate goal is we want this to feel almost like a pickle Disney World. You're <laughs> into this world of, of just pickle madness.
0: I love it. I love it. So, what are the key elements of your role uh, in putting this together? Like, I know your background is obviously in, in promotion. So, where is that where you're heavily focused?
1: Yeah, obviously I run the company, so there's a lot of different moving parts, but my specialty is the content, the vision, uh, creating the mascot with my art director, and how the brand plays out. Uh, and then we have other people like Chris in my office, who's great, who's more of a digital strategist. So we'll just go over how we want to implement. Um, you know, digital marketing is really about what I call phishing. You know, you're throwing out a lot of lines and you're looking what bites, you're trying to learn audiences, what elements sell. Uh, how to create content. We do a lot of micro content, like I said, personalized content. Yeah. But it's really all hands on deck. You know, I can't stress enough and it's not a woe is me or anything, but especially first year or two, I mean, you're literally probably getting four or five hours of sleep a night going into it just because there's all little things. There
0: are so many things to to be. Contacting your sponsors,
1: talking to them, you know, anything and everything. And then you want to personally, even I personally call every vendor because I didn't do that in the past. And, and this year, I just want to make sure nothing slips through the crack. Yeah. I want to make sure they're prepared, they're ready, they know how many people are coming, what's their game plan. Do they have any ideas? That's big yeah. too. You know, we've never been to Baltimore. There's some people who have done festivals here. I want to know what works, what didn't work. Um, again, when you're dealing with a large crowd – you're going to have a perfect plan in place. (laughs) There's always going to be things that happen. Always.
0: And every event you're going to learn things from. So it's great that you're taking that perspective from all the different vendors and people that participating in the event.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So the upcoming Big Deal Food Festival is promoted as the world's largest pickle party as you said. It's being held Sunday, September 22nd at Power Plant Live in Baltimore. Uh, The website says you have every type of uh, pickled themed product from fried pickles, pickles on a stick, pickled egg rolls, bacon pickle pizza as you mentioned, Mm. and pickled ice cream. So tell us about all the different uh, variety of food because it's not just pickles, there are other things as well.
1: We didn't just want it to be about pickles. And a lot of people think that at first, like, oh, what am I going to do there? Just go smell pickles or something? <laughs> Obviously, we have amazing pickle companies, and they come with, like, pickles you never even thought, like, fun, themed pickles the whole night. But we also wanted fried pickles. So, uh, we went out and got this guy, Pickle Me Pete, from New York. Yeah. Very famous guy. He's going to come down with two trailers. He makes the best fried pickles. He pumps them out. Like he said, nobody – he's got specialty dip, dipping sauces – so I'm really excited. People are going to get some of the best fried pickles that they may have never had straight out of New York. And then the other things are the themed food. So pickle egg rolls, people go yeah. nuts over these. So we got somebody. So we'll hit up vendors, food trucks, anything. And we're like, these are our elements. These are things we have to have there. Yeah. Can you make them? We'll work with them. The pickle ice cream, uh, it started uh, in what New York. On earth? <laughs> it started in New York as well. It's called, uh, I think, uh, Lumpies or something, Lucky's. But they did one first. And- all these pickled things, it's really, there's an article out there, Pickle Mania. Pickles yeah. have taken life by storm since yeah. 2018. So yeah. now I think part of the fun of coming to this is, is that going to taste good? Like, yeah. what does, what does pickled bacon pizza taste like? What does a pickle egg roll taste like? Some things are more than, Uh the ice cream has a hint of a dill flavor, but it also has chocolate in there. So it's unique, the sweet and saltiness of it. Yeah. It's actually very good. And then we do actually do a pickled beer as well. Oh okay, All right um, so we found this brewery, Slate brewery, awesome people, and they're going to create this uh, pickle beer along with a cucumber beer and a strawberry uh, beer for the festival. Oh, so okay. a, lot of, a lot of fun stuff on a Sunday in September when you usually get really nice weather to stroll around and <laughs> kind of enjoy uh, every little different pickle entity.
0: <laughs> so and so, there's all kinds of pickles and food, um, but it's also a, a country music concert, carnival games and competitions. Can you tell me a little about those?
1: Yeah, so we wanted to theme it with country music. To me, on a Sunday, when you're either s- sipping spiked lemonade from Smirnoff, who's one of our uh, sponsors, or a bloody mary, uh, just some good country music. You know, we're in the Mid Atlantic as well, so we went out and got Radio Nashville, which is one of the best. Nice. Uh, country uh cover bands on the east coast uh and then we wanted to put some games in you know if you're going to come you're there for six hours you need some stuff to do uh so we went out and we got this guy who's really good we got carnival games you can rock climb we have axe throwing we have skeet ball. We have a golf simulator where you can go and play golf. So there's a lot of fun activations, and that comes with a ticket. Our second tier actually comes with kids. Not, we don't actually give you kids. You can bring two kids under 12, and you all get a wristband. You can do all the activations throughout the day. So that was the other thing we really wanted to stress was here's a great event, where you can come with your husband and your kids. You can go off, maybe have a little drink, relax. He can be with the kids. They can play games. You can all have a family fun atmosphere. Yeah. Grab some pickles on the way out. And uh, that's really what I, what I always thought about was the circus. I always call this like a little bit of a pickle circus. And yeah. we want people to think the big deal is coming to town. You know? Yeah, yeah I
0: like that. There's yeah.
1: ultimate day that's riding into town. Uh, and you can have a great time there.
0: There's a a pickle eating competition as well, isn't there? Yeah,
1: yeah. So we have that and and our brine chug. What is the brine? You're chugging brine, pickle pickle brine. Oh. um, Who can chug it the best? And now we have an awesome partner, which is the Brine Brothers, uh, who was featured on Barstel Sports. They make this organic brine that you can wake up and drink. It's actually very good for you. If you ever have a hangover, it's perfect for that as well. (laughs) Uh, But we have people lining up to do this. We have them submit next week. We'll pick out the 10 best people. And uh, we teamed up with two uh, MCs who are veterans of the circuit. So they kind of lead the whole day and they are the MCs and the maestros of all these fun little activations that we do. And we'll have an entertainment schedule when all this stuff goes on. We also have a art of uh, teaching pickling. So we have a professor from the University of Maryland coming and she's going to teach you three sessions how you can pickle at your house, yeah, uh, which is pretty simple. And we have from Geico, who's also going to have their lizard out there, uh, <laughs> a giant pickle wall. So you can uh, t- take pickle-themed pictures with your friends. It'll be sent to you digitally, and you can reminisce about this awesome day that you had.
0: Okay, that sounds like a good activation. So it's it's like part food festival, part carnival, everything. How do you, like, balance all the different things? Because it's a concert. It's a, you know, how do you, yeah, you balance so it all that's out?
1: What it's, so each element kind of, it that's might- why... That's why I went with people that I can trust. So entertainment has its own department, you know, and I always tell people it's the Belichick model. Do your job. So (laughs) in these things, we have a plan for each one. The carnival is being run by a guy who's been in the industry for 35 years. Uh, So that's why some of these things cost more. Again, I harped on it. When people look at this, they wonder, well, why is there a tick price? Why is there this? Why is there that? They have to understand we went out and got the best of the best, because I know you've done this for 35 years. You know how to handle lines, how to get people. Your operators are going to be best. Your machines are going to be safe for the kids and all that. So yeah. Yeah. that was very important to me. Um, and so I feel like when I got people who were veterans, who know how to food truck people who've done this, that I can feel comfortable that they'll be able to do their role and every element will, will go on as, as, as good as possible.
0: I think that's huge because I think, you know, as you said, uh, food festivals are becoming very popular, but I yeah. do think that, and I've seen you know, some people are doing it, and they they might know how to promote an event, but they don't know how to run all the logistics that goes on to putting an event together, and they don't ask for the right help. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah. that's huge. Getting that insight from people who you know know those. Things. Yeah, you
1: have to look at everything from how they come in to the flow to the lines, and you go over it over and over, and yeah. it's still again. And I stress this to people all the time. There's still going to be a lots. They, they, yeah, there's something, lots. If something's popular. It's no different than going to the county fair, Yeah. you know, but as long as it's organized and the other thing that we really do, and we're going to start heading into this as the event gets closer, we try to educate our guests. So everybody who got a ticket will get a packet and the packet will say how to enjoy the big deal. There'll yeah. be a map on there. There'll be instructions. There'll be where everything's at, when to arrive. That kind of educates everybody so they feel like they can already have an idea of how this thing's going to go.
0: Communication before the event is huge. Just to giving that, that setting those expectations so people know what the worst feeling is when you turn up to something, especially something you paid for and you're like, not really sure what's happening or where to go or when anything's on or yes. So what is the um, process for getting all the food vendors involved and how do you manage those relationships? You said you were talking to them individually. Do you have like contracts with them to ensure they turn up or how does that work?
1: Absolutely. So we have contracts, deposits, and, and we stress to them. The only thing you can really do because you can't, there's only so much you can do, but we do tell them, listen, if you don't make enough food and whatnot and you embarrass us, you'll never be back. And we try to explain to them, this thing is going to grow more and more. But we hopefully have gotten enough of the good people and they don't want a bad day on their end. Uh, We have everything organized in an app. We use monday.com that has everything so we can have eyes on on everything. And then every element, just like pickle companies is one element. We talk to them, week up, week up. Hey, this is what we're expecting. Here's this, you know, if you run out, that's going to reflect poorly on you, but also on us, we're building a brand here and hopefully people get it. Unfortunately, you're always going to have a couple people who just don't listen, uh, yeah. but you're, you're hoping as well. Uh, luckily, one of our food vendors, she runs the association for food trucks. Yeah. So I had a really good talk with her yesterday and she is going to actually hit up everybody and say, this is how you have to make. And sometimes that helps because yeah. they, they don't know me, but they know her and they know okay. that she is really going to know what she's doing. Okay, that's great then. They're also um, going to, the, the other thing too is uh, we also ask them to limit their menus. Yes. So if you're a food truck, you usually do 20 items or 15 items. You're going to do four because you want to make sure you can pump out four items and do them really well. Do them
0: fast, yeah. Um, and so when people are getting food and drink, do they need to buy tickets and tokens or is it just cash and card at the vendor?
1: So all, 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 uh, the only thing that's included in food is our top VIP. We offer what we call a pickle brunch. Uh, but we try to stress to everybody. It's not, you're not getting eggs Benedict and whatnot, but it's a really nice pickle brunch where we'll have bagels and we'll have uh, a lot of good stuff. So you can come in there. VIPs getting an hour early yep. and they have their own space. So yep. they're able to come up there, uh, munch on all this fun stuff. There's a Bloody Mary bar, uh, where they get drink tickets so they can have a Bloody Mary up there. Mimosos. Uh, so that's nice. And then the other, drink, the other uh, packages don't include any food, but they do have a drink ticket. So okay, first drinks on us. Okay. Uh, and but then under- after,
0: after that, they can just pay with cash and card?
1: They can pay for cash and card. Uh, at, uh, and the venue runs all the liquor, so they have all that set up with their okay. experienced bartenders. But we do do something that's really cool, which are liquor experiences. Okay. So we have signature drinks. Uh, we have a guy who's the original Pickle Shot, which is out of Maryland. So it's a vodka-infused pickle drink. And he's going to yeah. be doing shooters in uh, oyster shells, which is pretty cool. And then we have Smirnoff, who came in, and they're going to be setting up an old-style uh, lemonade stand. And we do homemade lemonade that's spiked with Smirnoff. Okay. And we also do pickleback shots. So we have an awesome partner in Do and the Brine Brothers, and that is your traditional pickleback shot experience. Uh, and people really love that as well.
0: So you've got a a number of different sponsors supporting the event. How did you go about securing sponsorships and what sort of sponsorship opportunities did you offer?
1: Yeah. So we, uh, we do sponsors a little differently. Traditionally people do like, you'll do like gold, silver or uh, uh, bronze, but we do it more um, what I would consider experiences. So we sell our experiences. So if you wanted to do the pickleback experience that is in our deck and then you can sign up for that. If you wanted to do the photo wall, Geico took that this year, then you can join that. So we really try to work with sponsors to say, not only do we need dollars to support some of this, we really want activations to wrap it. And we want you to be able to, whether it's the entertainment stage or something, you can own that part. Um, And um, I think that that helps because it gives them a visual. And it really, if somebody goes to an event and now everybody left with the Geico logo on every photo that's going to be shared everywhere, It's a huge value uh, for what they did. uh, Then traditionally, just maybe putting the Geico logo on a sign.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is saying everything is moving much more towards activations, which have a lot lot more value. Yeah, Yeah. and and they get to be part of the experience. Like It is a different, it is much more uh, involved. What we
1: also do is, so a lot of people say no. That's part of the game. No. (laughs) Uh, So if you're in Baltimore, we invited them out. So if they said no, we said, can you send a representative, somebody from your company? Uh, everything's on us and I want you to experience this. And I can guarantee you probably will say yes next year. Yeah. Uh, So that's another strategy that we have uh, with some larger companies uh, in that area.
0: Okay. No, this is a great idea. You have to get, get, get through the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to
1: see it to believe it. Yeah. That's true. you You understand the value.
0: Okay. So what are some of the challenges leading up to the event? What are the things that keep you up at night along the way?
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, there's so many things. Just you want the guests to have a good time. That's the end of the day. You're almost throwing a wedding here. Uh, You're trying to think and we're not from Baltimore. So we obviously have to communicate. It's driving a lot down there. It's thinking of everything logistically. Things are going to come up that you never expected to come up. You're also in, in marketing. You still have to sell tickets and operations, so that, you know we have to have operations meetings, but we also have marketing meetings. We have a, a bounty of influencers that help us. So I think it's just really managing all the processes and the emails. I mean, you can't imagine how many emails that I send. Um, and you're also on other people's time. So when you're trying to get something done, they might be busy and back and forth. So there's a lot there. We also have a lot of activations coming up. So because we have a mascot. We, we go to like, we're going to do a Ravens tailgate and we're going to have him there with a DJ and one of our sponsors. So in the next couple of weeks, we're literally going to be in Maryland all the time doing yeah. activations, going to farmers markets, doing grassroots. I still believe in that. Saturday, uh, we're loading up my truck and we're heading down to uh, all these farmers markets and handing out flyers hand to hand. So we try to do everything we can because in the beginning, I always tell people building a brand First year, you're just putting a seed in the ground and you're watering it. And yep. you're hoping by year four, five, six, now you're really going to bear fruit and, and all your hard work because we also collect a lot of data. So next year, we're not going to have to do as much of this because hopefully everybody had a great time and then they're able to, you know, be like, oh, I want to buy tickets right away from that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned uh, influencers. Um, how are you using influencers for the event?
1: Uh, so we reached out to as many uh, Baltimore and DC food influencers. Okay. And we want to show them elements. So we had all our vendors this weekend, uh, make their elements. So the pickle egg roll, and then we want them to highlight it. They're food influencers. So, yeah. you know, look at this amazing pickle egg roll. Would you like to have this? I would. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be at the big deal. Here's where you can get it. And so, some of these people, obviously we give them discounted ticket links. I mean, I'm sure if you see the back end of our ticket, budget we probably have more referral links than anybody's ever seen in their life. <laughs> um, but we try to use anybody who can get the word out. Um, you know, yep. that we're, we're viral festivals for a reason and we get things viral because we use an approach of just trying to get as many people uh, to talk about things as possible.
0: Okay. So you had uh, all different types of ticket packages and, uh, yeah. and ticket types, early bird, VIP. What was your strategy around the ticket programming to maximize revenue?
1: So we do a, a, a tier. So, a tier process. Um, So, people do get confused and it sometimes helps, but they think we're always selling out. We're not selling out, we're selling out of that tier. So, if you're in your first tier and you went and bought a ticket to go to this in July, well, congrats because you got a really great price on that and we appreciate you supporting us early on. As the event comes closer, obviously the demand is there. We can only let so many people in. Uh, Scarcity creates people that will want to buy, but we're also Uh, you know, have rewarded the people early on. So we don't tier up crazy, but each tier goes up a little bit more. uh, And we usually finish out about uh, $20 for a general admission ticket. And that would be day off if we haven't sold out.
0: Okay. So what are the benefits of working with an organization like TicketBud to help you manage event ticketing and registration?
1: Well, you guys do a lot of, you know, well, first of all, I love your platform because you work right with Stripe. So that was very important to me, and I'm sure that you know that the most companies they will hold the money, yeah. um, and that can be very difficult for an event producer. You know, these things can cost you know forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars to put in, and if your, all your money is tied up, how do you you know effectively do all this stuff? So I really love that about your platform. It's a great platform. I know you're going to continue to evolve it. I love that you've upgraded it. That it's very clean, and that you allow analytics. So we're yeah. able to somewhat truck. There's some things that I wish we could dive a little bit deeper in, but we we can always talk into that. So it's a digital marketing company. Uh, it allows us with the widget to integrate right into our site. Yeah. Um, so those were all things, and you know I like that. I just I just really felt like you've started moving your platform where it's really user friendly, and it allows us as event producers to not worry about um, <laughs> a lot of the logistics in terms of processing tickets
0: yeah yeah take that that one less headache you have to worry about. So can you give me an overview of uh, the setup process for an event like this like on the day, what are you doing and what's your? Yeah
1: so we'll we'll have a complete site map, a digital site map, and we actually have two different plans so and we never talk about it, so I won't even say the word but in case uh, <laughs> weather was uh, less than nice to yes. us, we would have that plan and then we obviously have our normal plan. We go over that over and over almost like you're getting ready for a Super Bowl. Yep. I'll have half my team come in early. I have hotel rooms for them. So they'll be on site the day before and just kind of go over everything, chalk everything up. We let all the vendors know they have to be there by 930. If you don't get there by 930, you can turn around and go home. And that's only because gates open at noon. We like to be set up and ready by eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, just to give everybody a second to breathe. You yep. know, you don't, the last thing you want to do is go into these things and you're right there and people are coming in. Um, and then the day starts, you know, and then the higher ups like myself, uh, we have a merch tent as well. We sell great branded merch. So we'll have a team running that, but we like to just take it all in and then have a walkie talkie and just any, any fires or anything that needs to be put out. You know, we're very excited, obviously to be working with live cause we'll have a lot more managers and people, uh, overlooking everything. Uh, but you know, the show goes and, and we follow as much the plan as possible.
0: And you're working with a like a production company as well to help with some of this, aren't you?
1: Yeah, we uh, we hired a a girl that does large scale uh, productions over twenty thousand people for the events. So uh, she uh, she kind of has a lay of, of how these things work. So we all work together, us, the nice. venue, everything together uh, to ensure that this can be the best possible experience for our guests.
0: So what tips and advice do you have for event organizers when it comes to promoting and managing a food festival?
1: Ah, uh, okay, well. <laughs> You know, obviously, uh, I see so many people, and I made the mistake early on, they always call their events, something, something festival.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And you're never going to stand out. So that's why we're called the big deal. Because I wanted to change that. I was just tired of everything being called this, this festival. Yeah. Uh, So create a brand around it, create something that's unique and different, has a personality. Uh, And then the first thing is digital. Uh, people, and my brother is heavy into e-commerce. He runs a brand and he always likes to tell me you're always on Facebook and Facebook's dead. Uh, I differ. (laughs) I, I, uh, I let him know. It depends
0: on your demographic.
1: No, he's selling jeans. So he loves Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I love Facebook because it really is a community feel. So that's the first thing that we do is we create a page. We create an event. We want to get everybody in a room. Yeah. So that's our first goal is to get people into an event or somewhere where we can talk to them. We can build them up. We can build a crescendo. We spend a lot of money doing that, you know, to collect them, to create content, to do all that, uh, to really get them charged up. And we call that really for us and we call it our pickle army. Uh, and we allow those people also to, uh, have perks. So we have really cool socks and shirts and merch. So let's just say you could send out your referral link and you sold six tickets. Yep. Well, guess what? You'd get your socks and your shirts sent to you ready for the festival for free. Yep. Uh, so, there's a lot of little things where we want to use those people, and people who bought tickets and no friends and whatnot who can help us spread the word. And then we'll look at different things. For this market, we did a, a pretty large, substantial radio buy mm-hmm. uh, with a country music station, iHeartMedia, just because we hadn't been in Baltimore. Um, and then we also reach out to a lot of bloggers. We reach out to media, uh, anybody, Fox 45. So we usually do a a morning show the week of. We bring all our elements. Uh, So these are all little things uh, that you can do. I tell people this, never stop looking under rocks. Anybody, (laughs) anybody, hit them up, talk to them. The worst thing they can say is no, but they know about your event. We also call a lot of big corporations and we find the liaison, somebody because there's usually email lists. And we'll give them a corporate discount, because what I love about your platform is you can send um, you can send one of the links, and it can have the it's cut out right there, the, the discount's right there.
0: yeah yep. you could
1: say like, "Hey, Chase Bank, uh, here's your code, here's your this." Yep. It makes it very simple. So they can uh, get yeah and then they can feel special you know that they're playing so those are all the things we do and we really uh, and we do a lot of activations as well we'll go anywhere and everywhere to create kind of a, a stir where there's a ton of people you bring us you bring a seven foot pickle mascot and people take notes <laughs> it
0: gets your attention doesn't it yeah. <laughs> so uh, what something more personal what uh, career advice would you like to give to your younger self
1: uh, my younger self I think I was always a very passionate and creative person, but I really didn't know how to put it all together, to be honest, uh, for a long time, as far as how to make it into a vision that could work and I could monetize. So it took me a lot of trial and error. And I think that I would say to one thing, I'm 42 now but it still feels young. And, and when you're on the right path and you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like a lot of work. So I'm in a really good spot now. I'm, I have some really good people that I work with and we're really, really believe in what we're doing and that we want. And one thing that I always tell people, the festivals are just like the activation or just the party. That's why it's the party. What we are doing here is building an online pickle brand. We want to have the biggest pickle page uh, within three to five years on the internet. Uh, where we can uh, highlight products, talk about pickles, anything and everything, pickle content that we'll all create in our studios. And that's the goal. And then if we get sponsors and whatnot high enough, which I think we can, uh, these things might be free. So you can just go to the big deal uh, as part of uh, being part of our group or whatever it is. So, you know, am building an online brand is, is our ultimate goal here.
0: So since we're talking about events, I was going to ask you um, about a great event that you've attended and what you liked about it.
1: I attended Firefly in Dover. It's okay. a big music music festival. Okay. It, actually, it was made by Red Frog, which I really like their story because I'd like to follow it. Uh, they did Tough Mudders. They were just a small marketing okay. organization. And they saw this huge plot of land in Dover and created a giant uh, a music festival around it. Uh, Coachella actually bought it. Um, but that really opened my ideas to why you said like the carnival and all that stuff, like why I started doing that and activations because I wanted to try to do all that with a food festival because I really liked the future of being able to, you know, people want escapism. We all live in these worlds that is very digital these days and very, uh, you know, I like the ability like Disney started where you can go into a world and escape for a day. Yep. Uh, and I wanted to see a lot of people, and you said this too, there's so many food festivals, so yep. many, but no one's changing them. No one's doing anything different. We yep. want to do something different.
0: And yeah. I can see how in demand you are. Your phone is running hot. Well, thank yeah. you so much for talking with us today, Kevin. It was great to have you on the podcast
1: yeah absolutely.
0: So there's uh, a few thousand people have already uh, pre-purchased tickets to the Big Deal pickle party uh, in Baltimore. If you're quick, you might be able to grab some tickets online. Uh, otherwise there will be limited tickets available at the door, hopefully if it doesn't sell out beforehand. yeah
1: we uh, I'm sure you if you could see the numbers, but uh, we had a good first month, but then lately in the last couple of days it has spiked unbelievably. It has. Uh, we've caught a viral fire here. Uh, so I would get them quick because these things, uh, when they catch fire, they sell out very quickly and, uh, it'll certainly be a great, great day. Whether you got kids, you're coming with your boyfriend, uh, whatever you want to do. You're just a pickle lover. If you're a pickle lover, (laughs) you have to be here. We literally have people to drive from Vermont all over to come to this festival. They have a great time and, uh, it's the ultimate Sunday fun day.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll let you get back to work.
1: You got it.